Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine, uh, the regular host of the show. And today we're going to have a very, very interesting topic. What there are two questions that that people are most interested in. One is which hashgacha can I rely on? I'm going to buy it to a simcha. Can I eat over there? This is the first question that almost everybody asks. And the other question is about the insects. The bug infestation issue has been uh, on us, you know, in front of our eyes for a very, very long period of time. And uh, it's interesting to to focus on why. I heard a shia from Rabbi Diamond recently, and he's talking about how uh, how if something we didn't appreciate, Hashem takes it away from us. Maybe we should have appreciated water a little more and uh, some of the vegetables that we have that from Hashem and said we want fancier things, we need cake. And sometimes uh, the lack of appreciation of kashas in general is maybe a cause for some of the difficulties. But that's not our topic for tonight. What I'm interested in talking about is the insect issue. And I, I must give one little bit of hakdama, one, one little bit of uh, introduction. When I speak very often, I tell the people that there are three types of people listening to me. There are those who say he was too machmir, too strict. There are those who will say he was too makel, too lenient. And there's another group that will say he didn't say anything. Well, I'm telling you in advance, tonight is a very, very special program. And I think you'll enjoy it very much. But I'm not going to say anything. What I mean is, I'm going to say a lot, I'm going to talk a lot, but I'm not going to say anything that is declarative. This is the way it is. This is the right answer. Because life isn't really that way, and because there's a lot to learn by watching from the sidelines. And if you'll pay attention tonight, you're going to learn a lot, but you have to remember the introduction that we're not stating tonight what you should do. Every person really has to discuss it more with their own rabbanim and the hakashas agencies in the family. You know, this is something that can't be done in one shot, and does, not, you can't say that one person has to give an answer for everybody in the whole world. And I, what you're going to see tonight is very, very interesting. I'll tell you what we did. I went to the internet and downloaded from many of the cautious organizations what they say about the different fruits and vegetables that we have. And what's really exciting is to see what the, 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 what the, how the people are reacting, how the Kashrus agencies have reacted to the findings of Rabbi Goldstein and here in the country and uh, with uh, Rabbi Vaya in Israel and the different issues that came up over the last few years with the water, with garlic, with the pineapple, with the, with the, the, the orange juice we're not discussing. That's, the Feinstein was matir, and that's the end of the story. But the, the, the other issues that we're talking about constantly on this show and the corn and the cob, and all these kind of things that are coming up all the time. Uh, what's the frozen this? Uh, uh, can I examine that? What's with grapes? Blueberries? These are the issues that, that, that are commonly being discussed. And I thought it would be interesting to see what the cautious agencies are saying. And I did it. And I'm going to share with you, before we start, I'm going to tell you what I found. And this will give you an idea of what to look for as we proceed this evening. 
What I found was two things, or actually three maybe. I found that, first of all, Rabbi Goldstein's findings, and I saw him this morning, I told him that I'm talking about this tonight. I don't know if he uh, understood completely what I was going to be referring to, but I told him that it's amazing to me how many of the conscious organizations are using his findings. Now, I said using his findings. They don't necessarily go along with everything he's been telling, but on the other hand, they've changed everything they've ever done. So obviously, they realize there's an issue. How they deal with it, each agency dealt with it differently. But there isn't a cautious agency today that says grapes are no problem. Every one of them says special treatment. There's not one that is talking about the strawberries as being easy. There's a whole slew of products that are off the market now because of the findings of Rabbi Goldstein, Rabbi Vaya, and the others. And it's, it was, it's really interesting to read the cautious agencies' attitudes towards it, how they developed it, what they're saying. And then, of course, if somebody wants to follow one of these cautious agencies, call it Kavod, if they want to continue to follow some of the findings of Rabbi Vaya or Rabbi uh, Goldstein, uh, that's that's fine. If they have their own rabbanim, would tell them something completely different. That's also fine. But let's at least understand that the, the issues that we've been talking about on this show, in the Conscious Magazine, over the years, they have entered into the field. Last week we had as a guest Rabbi Schreier from the OU, and he told me about the person who does the checking on the different establishments to make sure that they're doing proper. In, uh, bug in, uh, investigation, that they're cleaning the products properly, examining properly, etc. And he told me that they have a certain person, I'm not going to mention his name, who works for them, who goes to all these establishments, meets with the different mashkichim, trains them, and they told me he learned from Rabbi Goldstein. Now, it doesn't mean to say that the OU doesn't have their own programs, etc., but the methodology and information that Rabbi David Goldstein has was something that became part and parcel of that uh, of the OU. And I've seen over the time that I'm watching it, the, like the last few years, how many agencies have him come to train them. So it's 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 really an exciting thing to watch as I've been watching it from the out from you know from my position. And a little bit of it you can pick up from what I'm going to do tonight. The other thing, or the things that are very interesting is, of course, the disparity. You know, one group will say this, one Akash will say this, another Akash will say he says something different. There doesn't seem to be a unanimity in the, in the different Akash's, between the different Akash's organizations about how to check these different vegetables. Another thing that's very interesting is that they talk about you, the consumer, and some of the materials here. And that's something you really have to listen to. What they say is you need training. You shouldn't even think about preparing some of these fruits and vegetables without having that training. 
Now, where you get the training from, I went to the internet because I saw some listing of uh, different videos, and I thought I'd be able to go to the, see the videos and, and see if that would be appropriate for all of you to do. And I did see some interesting videos, a few of them, but it's, I don't really have a list to be able to recommend today. You can go and shop around. I think some of the college agencies have little videos to show you parts of the in inspection process, and I'm sure that that's very helpful, but it's limited. And, um, again, it's their point of view. And it, you have to see how it's presented, too. I'd love to be able to discuss it with a group, show the, show the video, and be able to discuss what we're seeing on the video and point out some things which you can't do too easily on our, over the radio talking about a video you don't see. So I'm, I'm going to skip that part of it. So what am I saying? That you could go and follow some of the directions, but they're telling you, the kosher consumer, that you need to know what you're looking for. Baruch Hashem, some of the things that I found, and you'll be able to find on the internet, in the different kosher organization sites, you'll be able to find pictures, video, uh, pictures, maybe, maybe some videos, but pictures of the insects. There was one that I saw which was very good shot of celery, and I'm always asked about getting celery. We've, I've emailed some of the things that we have, and our... The pictures that were taken that I have, I didn't take them. They're they're very dark, so you can understand it clearly. But this picture, one of them, I think it was the cuff cape, but I'm not sure anymore. I'll look at it in a minute. It, it, it was very crystal clear, unquestionable. You'd be able to spot the the insect we call leaf miner in the in the celery, and there's some really very interesting. Uh, pieces uh, that I'm going to be able to show you tonight. Of course, you'll find a lot of it yourself. So let's, without further ado, let's start with a comparison of a couple of different products. So again, if you're listening to us, we're going through tonight some of the different cashless agencies' approaches to the different vegetables and comparing them for you to be able to have an understanding of what they're saying, who says what, and more importantly, to see what they're talking about and how it affects you. And what, what can you glean from all this for your own home use, etc.? Let's start with discussing corn on the cob. And the reason I'm discussing that is, of course, it's a very uh, big topic today, right? And what's interesting is this is one of those areas. I really need a spot to be able to work with. Let's see if I can clear this away. All right. Uh, that's a little bit better. I'm going to be able to compare some of the different cautious agencies' approaches to corn. Now, again, we're talking corn in the cob. We're not talking about in the can. Everything canned, frozen, etc. we're always going to recommend you have hashkacha on it. Whether or not you can get a, uh, a corn in the cob frozen, etc. that's something that uh, we... You know, we we uh, you have to listen to the different cautious agencies about it. It's not something that everybody agrees on. So but let's just take a quick look at the Indian, the idea of corn. So I read first from something that came from the um, from the CRC, the Chicago Rabbinical Council. Their position is that you just make a general inspection. The husk should be removed, and general inspection is needed to rule out obvious infestation all frozen without any added kosher or sensitive ingredients is acceptable, canned, would need a hashkocha. In other words, in terms of what the, the CRC has printed, and they even say that it's last updated in uh, 2015, 
It was uh, 118 2015 and they consider it to be basically corn on the cob as a non-issue. Now, I read at the same time from the COR in Canada. The COR is the Council of Rabbis over there. Even the Toronto community, it's a hashkocha that's similar to the OU and is the major kashmir agency for Toronto, for that section, for Ontario. Um, there's only two big ones over there, and there are a few nice organizations, one of them be, be the BCK, but uh, it's basically the MK in, in Montreal and the COR in Canada, in, in Toronto, and uh, they have a tremendous number of ashkachas. And this is what they write about corn. Corn can be checked by pouring the water that was used to boil the corn through a finely knit shmata and checking the shmata on a light box for infestation. If infestation is found, then the corn should not be used. So here you go. You have the COR in Canada saying that you take the corn, cook it up, then look in the the water and put it through a finely knit schmata, which you don't even know what that is. I know what that is because that's what uh, my goal seems introduced into the market. Um, and, and it's a, a sort of... Um, uh, it's it's it, it's a it's it's not a natural thing. It's, it's something man made uh, uh, mesh and that's very very tight, and uh, that's what that's what the professionals are using today. And you put it through a colander on the bottom, a colander on the top, and you put it. It's, it's a little bit too hard to explain over here on the radio, but that's called the shmata bedika. In other words, they wouldn't let you use corn on the cob in Toronto, in their COR, unless you went ahead and examined the water through a shmata bedika, which you don't have the expertise to do because, A, you don't have the material to do it. B, you don't have enough awareness of how to spot these insects. They're very tiny. The advantage of the shmata bedika is that it's a white background and, the, uh, and it's very fine mesh. And there's nothing else in the water there. It's nothing that's going to get mixed up with it. They will be trapped in this mesh. And you'll have to be able to spot them. How often, you, if without any training, it's not going to be so easy. Anyway, if they find any infestation, he said they say you shouldn't be using it. So it's a lot of tircha. person goes ahead and cooks up the corn and then has to decide what they can have for supper or not, depending upon what they find in the, in the, in the, in the shmata. And also interesting, what I want to point out is, they didn't say, do it again, this and that. No, they said, you lost it. If we find any bugs, you've lost it. So it's very, very interesting that, there are thrips and aphids, both of them, in the corn. I thought that was just an interesting difference of opinion over here. I don't have all the others open at one time, so it's a little hard to do. Um, to see if I could compare somebody else talked about corn. Um, the star K will get to corn if they have it here. didn't see corn on the star K list. I don't see corn on the star K list at all. Okay, next, let's talk about dill. Now, dill is something that I think many people know is a problem. Basically, a lot of people do not use dill. 
And uh, the problem with dill is that unless it's been dried out or something like that. But regular dill they don't use. Those dill dips that they use, they use dried out dill. Most of them don't use fresh dill unless maybe there's some different rabbinim who can check it properly. But when I was, the way I was dem- saw the demonstration when I first learned about dill was he just took the dill and the rabbi hit it on the light box. He just banged on the light box the way they do uh, with the Aravas on Hoshana uh, Rabbah. So you banged with the, uh, with the dill on the uh, light box and then you look at the light box and sure enough, you'll see insects crawling around. I did it myself when I taught a uh, class on, uh, I was teaching a class and a series, and one of them was on insects. And we did this with the light box and showed them that uh, you know they, that, that they're going to find insects crawling out from the dill. It's it just almost happens every single time. So it's very very difficult to wash. The I'm just looking at one of the uh, people right now. This is from the COR in Canada. The dill may not be used. It's nearly impossible to check fresh dill for insects. Therefore, COR does not recommending purchasing fresh dill. That's COR's position on the dill. If I can get somebody else up here. Let's see what, the, let's see what uh, they said in the CRC. Fresh must be washed very well. This is from the CRC in Chicago. In either a vegetable wash or food-grade soap solution and checked with a chazaka. A chazaka meant that they checked three batches from the thing. Now, this is really made for mashkichim to check batches because if you're only using a little pieces, how can you make a chazaka bedika if you're, if you're doing just for supper or for Shabbos or something? Uh, it doesn't work. So they really expect you to check. And he shows, they, show, uh, they, they have a certain section where they have explaining how to do the chazaka. So they're that they they do need to have a bedika with a chazaka, a bedika, which is basically, it's a long process, putting it into the water and then examining the water, etc. And uh, it's uh, samples of the, of the vegetable, but in this case, as I said, it's not possible for us to do. In general, many people are avoiding the use of dill. At least a, uh, a fresh dill. Okay. Now, we'll go on to a different one. Um, I thought was was very interesting was the figs. Now, Rabbi Vaya, I believe, is recommending avoiding figs in general now. There always was an issue with dried figs. Everybody knew that. But we didn't really know how to see it. Rabbi Goldstein showed us a method of how to see the insects in uh, in the figs. Basically, it destroys the fig when you do what we what he was showed us to do. But the bugs, we definitely saw the bugs, and obviously they weren't so visible to us because it's dark and black inside the fig. It's not easy to note what is an insect and what is not an insect. That was something that we ha- we learned from Rabbi Goldstein, and I made a few trips out to Positive, and he showed us over there how to find these things with the, with the figs. But anyway, to discuss the figs, I'm going to read a little bit from the COR in Canada. And they have a method. It says, how to clean fresh, we're talking about fresh figs. 
cut stem off the fig, slice three to five pigs from figs from each package, and turn inside out. Obviously, you're going to kill them. Look for webbing when examining seeded section. Examine for any signs of damage. And here's what they say. Again, COR in Canada, dried may not be used. Finished. Dried figs may not be used. They got some way for checking out the, the fresh ones, and they want you to check three to five figs. You'll have to learn a little bit more about how they, how they suggest doing it. Uh, my own feeling is that uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a problem. Uh, I know that many people use figs for, uh, for, for Rosh Hashanah. They suddenly use a fresh fig. But in Israel, they, uh, Rabbi Vai has been trained very well the people of how to check them. It's a, it's a long process, different maybe from the COR, but anyway, you see the COR has a long process. And then they, they want you to check three to five figs from every package. I don't know how many there are in the package. And you really basically destroy them. So that's not much left there to that. And the, the dried figs, they won't let you use. Now I'm going to read something from the OU on the figs. The OU says, cut horizontally and split in half. Check for obvious signs of insect damage or dark colored worms. But for that, you have to see them once. I know that I examined figs for years. I did not know how to see them until I was, until I was trained. So I'm not negating the possibility of checking for them. I'm just telling you that you really do need the training. Let me see if I have it here. Um, no, they do not have the figs here. Perhaps at the end. And yes, figs. The CRC in Chicago just says a general inspection is needed to rule out obvious infestation. No significant concern. Let's discuss... The grapes. Oh, I have this star K. Let me see if he does it. No. One of the interesting things that I saw was about grapes. So now, Rabbi Goldstein told us that the recommended method, again, tonight you're going to hear different ideas, and I'm not trying to show you what to do. I'm trying to show you the similarity between different cautious agencies and the differences they have. It gives you a perspective that, A, these are serious issues because everybody seems to be dealing with it, as I'll show you in a minute, and, B, there's a disparity, and you really have to decide if you want to go a little bit more on the Machmir side or a little bit more on the Makel side based upon whomever you want to follow. So let's just d- discuss grapes briefly. Rabbi Goldstein told us, Rabbi Vaya definitely also told us that what he recommended was that you take the big bunch of grapes and break it up into small clusters, and then you soak it in the water with some detergent of something, whatever you use, whether it's a fruit thing or the, the regular the regular detergent, whatever kind of detergent you're going to use, and and move it around a little bit. Do that for three to five minutes, keep it in the water. Agitate a little bit. And afterwards, take it off, take it out, and put it under the faucet. 
and repeat this again two more times. So a total of three times for three to five minutes in the water and with a uh, washing under the, under the faucet. So it'll take you about 15 minutes to, to do as many as grapes as you want. You can do two pounds, five pounds. It doesn't take very, doesn't take that, I mean, it's not going to mean much more time than uh, for a small group as for a big group. That's what Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Vaya said, and then there's no examination whatsoever. Okay, but what I want to point out today, I think it's, it was, to me, it was interesting to see, is when they, um, the other agencies deal with it, here's how they suggest. I'm going to read now from Rabbi, the Star K listing. I wanted to point out that the Star K, the thing I'm reading, is from Mashkichim. Insect Checking Quick Reference Guide for Mashkichim. Okay. He tells you to do the following. Break larger clusters into smaller ones. Rinse in direct stream of water. No further checking necessary. So they have a simplified methodology, but they are being mockpid on breaking it up into smaller clusters. What's the reason? Because obviously there are insects. It, it, <laughs> there's no reason for you, ha- for you breaking it up other than that there are insects that we are, tr- we are concerned about. The question is how concerned, how much of an issue is it? Now, do I have, yes. Now, I'm going to read from the CRC in Chicago. It says, grape, separate the large bunch of grapes into three or four smaller branch bunches and rinse under cold water. So, again, they want it to be, and they're telling you three or four, three or four smaller bunches. So, again, they're just giving some kind of perspective. But everybody holds you can't just eat grapes the way you buy them. And you can't just wash them off. You must break them into clusters. You have to wash them well. You have to wash them under uh, a, 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 under a rinse, not just uh, put it into the water for a second, but actually make sure that you clean them off really well because there are insects there. Now, you don't see those insects. If you look at the gr- a cluster of grapes, you will see nothing. And yet, there are tiny mites and other insects are there. So, again, Rabbi Vai is recommending a more thorough cleansing, and some of the other agencies are recommending a a, a more shorter variety of of cleaning. But everybody's admitting that we have a problem here when it comes to grapes. These are just a few ideas. It was very interesting to me, by the way, with the raspberries and and some some blackberries. Nobody's been using those anymore. They, they, they're out. It's not even a. It's not even a. It's a non-starter. You know, uh, uh, people have different approaches to uh, to strawberries, but there's no quite. And what interesting, the COR, the COR gave eight points, eight things you got to do to prepare the strawberries. You hear that? Eight points. Now listen to this. And then this another line. For an additional measure of precaution, it is advisable that this process be repeated a second time, which means 16 things you got to do to eat the strawberries. I'm not joking. This is real. It says eight things, which includes, it's pretty intensive over here, 
and then you have to do do it to be sure, do it a second time. And they say it's advisable to do it a second time, the whole thing. It's going to take you a long time, and that's what they say is acceptable. Nobody seems to be walking away from strawberries and, and, and taking it as just to just cut off the tops and like the old days. No, that's over with already. Uh, some people are more like more intense. Some people say don't use it at all. Everybody has a different approach towards it. But at least you should realize that this is um, that that it's very serious matter, and uh, we're being forced into the uh, into either being machmir to not to use it, or at least to be very 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 careful in our preparation, and not just to simply wash it well, and that that's over with. And no one in the industry talks that way. And the other the other ones, the the other famous berries, the blackberries. And the uh, raspberries, there's just not really any way it's going to work out. Um, I, I'm looking here at the CRC's website uh, ver- ver- version, and it says raspberries, fresh, are not recommended at this time. You can't use fresh ones. Blackberries, fresh, are not recommended at this time. That's the CRC. Uh, I'm looking at the star K, if they do that with that. I don't know if they have. Um, no, they don't have it on the thing that I'm looking at. The OU one. Yeah, the OU one. Raspberries. They give a long way of preparing it. And then they say, due to the difficulty involved in checking, they're not allowed in OU restaurants. You cannot find raspberries in all your restaurants. Blackberries, also a long list of, a, a long presentation of how to prepare it. Due to the difficulty involved in checking, they're not allowed in all your restaurants. So you can't find a blackberry, you can't find a raspberry anymore in any OU restaurant. You won't find the CRC using it. You won't find uh, pretty much anybody using it anymore. And yet there are people walking around thinking, oh, they want to answer everything for us. No. They want you to have kosher. They want you to be securely kosher. They don't want to feel that they misrepresented anything to you and misled you. One more point I want to make over here, and then I'm going to open the phones up if anyone would like to call. There are numbers here in the studio, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. You don't have to talk about insects. You don't have to talk about fruits and vegetables. We can talk about anything you like. Just call us at 718-683-5858. But before we get on to the any callers, I mean, no one's called in yet, we're going to just mention to you that interesting, if you'd like some real good pictures uh, um, that will help you identify the problems, I found the Star K one was the best. Uh, it's called Star K Instant Checking Quick Reference from Ashkichim. And I'll give you the, if I can get this out now, I'll give you the place to go if you'd like to get that. Here it is. You can get the, ah, I think this is the one they're referring to. It's, star-k.com slash c-o-n-s that's like the consumer dash a-p-p-r dash vegetables dot h-t-m if 
you have any dr- trouble, look, just look up for Star K requirements for vegetable checking. I'm sure you'll get a, a link to it. And they also have a lettuce checking video. It's pretty good, very short, limited only to the, the, the lettuce, um, but it, it gives you a little bit of an idea. And all of these people, all these cautious agencies, Amnissim, Amnissim, we're getting calls. They're off the line. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say that that the uh, these cautious agencies are recommending that all of you get a light box and a loop. We sell loops. Light boxes you can buy in the you can buy a loop yourself if you find someplace else to get it. Um, we sell one from Cautious Magazine. If you want your calls at the office, three three six eight five four four. We'll get you one seven one eight three three six eight five four four. Or you can pick up someplace else a loop. It's a L, that's spelled L-O-U-P-E. It's a jeweler's loop. We have a 40X with a illumination. It's a very good one. And you could uh, you should also get yourself a light box. A light box you can buy in any farm store. It's called Bug Checker, uh, put out by the same fellow who does kosher lamp. And I think you'll find it very good. I have a different one if you want a more professional one, same price really. Uh, you'll, give, you'll give us a ring. I'll tell you how to get it. Um, the, but you do need the light box. You do need the loop. It's even recommended on the Star K site that that's what you have, and it'll show you how to use it. Uh, we've got a million callers. I just have to take off a minute and just mention a word about our sponsor, Glotmart, conveniently co- located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of Glotmart, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you're shopping for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. Their weekly specials run from Wednesday to Tuesday, and currently you can buy this in the store. Long bone lamp chops at $9.99 a pound. Round bone lamb chops, $11.99 a pound. First cut veal chops, $16.99 a pound. And I'm known as eight slice pizza at $7.39. Lieber's chickpeas, 15.5 ounce, 79 cents. And this is a good one. Taste's Choice Coffee, 12 ounce, $10.99. Oberlander's Chocolate or Cinnamon Buns, 12 ounces, $2.69. A Glatmart convenience comes in two packages, parking and time. You can save plenty of time using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glatmart from the East 12th Street entrance, then they'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you've purchased in the store. And the Glotmart, the quality of the meats is A1, with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashras of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor. At Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M, meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashrus on the Air over J Root Radio. And now to the busy lines. You're welcome. You're on Kashrus on the Air. Can we help you? Yes. Hi. I just wanted to ask before you mentioned about the dill that no fresh dill is good. But what about the companies that uh, the kosher ones that were? Oh no 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 no. Of course. Listen, I I can't talk about each company. But there are a few companies, or at least one or two, that definitely make a kosher dill, that dill that they that they have raised or examined 
and are confident that there are no insects in it. I'm talking about the dill that you purchased with no hashgach at all. Oh, okay, fine. Thank you. You're welcome. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Um, I was in a local firm grocery, very well known, and I, I was in the area with a positive, oh, I can't say that, the, the kosher, hechsher stuff, lettuce, etc. And uh, there was a product that was there that said on it, preservative-free, washed and ready to eat. I didn't realize that I brought it home, broccoli and carrots. And afterwards, when I got home, I realized there's no hechsher on this. So my question is, A, it, it does need it. B, I would have to check it if I wanted to use it. And C, why, why would the grocery put that together with the, the firm stuff? And I called the manager, and he, and he, didn't, he promised to call back, didn't. Called him a second time, never got back to me. So okay, I'm throwing let, it out. Okay, let, me, let me ask you a question. That sure. particular store... Are, is there a section in there that has hashgacha? Yes. So that's where you should. That's yes, where you should be going. That's where you should be going. No, this is where I went. I know. No. 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 I'm explain to you. I'm explain to you. The man who gives hashgacha, or the organization that gives hashgacha to that section, let's say it's the meat section, it's the takeout, it's the whatever it is, is a section right. that has hashgacha. A lot of our stores have that. The, the rabbi or the organization doesn't give hashgacha to the whole store. That's common. And I get calls like this all the time. But that rabbi or organization has a moral responsibility to make sure that people are not being misled. He maybe can't say, don't carry this, don't carry that. What they usually answer is like this. Um, There are kosher products in the store that that are packaged, that have a symbol on it. And it's your decision whether you want to use it. So I don't have to decide whether a K is good enough or this Rabbanut in Israel is good enough for you or that this Hashkach is well-known enough to be accepted. Now, I don't have to decide that for you. You read the package. But when it comes to something like this, you know, where they're putting it in the same section and mo- a lot of the stuff has Hashkach, I think that you're right. It isn't appropriate. To answer, that's for the Goyim, that's not a nice way to deal with it. Yes, the rabbi who gives hashkoch on, or organization that gives hashkoch to other part of the store, that's where you should address your complaint, and you might find that they'll help out. I've always been successful with that. Okay, I'm going to try, and I thank you for what you do for our community. You saved us a lot of kosher's headaches. Thank you very much. Bye. You're on kosher's on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hi. Um, I'm a high school student, and this year we took an entire course about checking for insects. Really? Uh, yeah. You want to tell us which school? I'd love to know. Um, <laughs> I'd rather not say. Why? What's so terrible? <laughs> That's not, you're not telling anything wrong. Okay. okay. I'd rather not. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, the one thing that my teacher stressed very much is that people are not careful enough with this entire Indian. People take it very lightly, and they don't realize how serious this issue is. There's so many different isurim with different insects, like you could be over six slavin on one insect, and it's very, very serious, and people have to be very careful. That's number one. And number two, people have to know what they're looking for when they're checking. People have to learn what type of insects, what, what um, fruits and vegetables, what type of insects they have. So they should be know, They should be knowledgeable what they're looking out for. If they don't know what they're because, looking for. Because as they look very different. 
And, yeah. if you, and some of them, not just a tiny, but some of them are thin. Exactly. And you have to exactly. know, if you're, not, if you're looking for a nice, plump bug, you're not going to find Mm-hmm. So people, there's a lot of svarim, and there's a lot of things that you could really learn from. It's very important. Even onions sometimes have to be checked. It all, everything is really, there's a lot of things that people are not careful about. Everyone should really be learning the halachos. Let, 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 me, let me ask you a question before you run. I'm not going to put you in any difficult situation. Yes. But what was your reaction of your mother when you took this course? Exactly. There was happens to be Baruch Hashem. We were pretty. We know a lot of this stuff, but a lot of things that we didn't know. It was very surprising. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And did you did you have any? Uh, I mean, was it a regular teacher came, or was it a special teacher, or somebody who was who was in the kashas field? Who who taught the course? Um, she was a regular halacha teacher, but she had studied it very well, and she knew her stuff, and she had svarim, and she passed back pictures, and a lot of interesting things. Okay. I feel that should be taught in all the schools. You're still you're still in the school. Go to her and tell her to give me a ring. I'd like to I'd like to, I'd love to be able to hear a little bit more about directly from her. Okay. Our, our telephone number is 718 336 8544. She might want to talk to me and I'd like to, I'd like to find out more about what was going on over there. Okay. It, I think every school should have what you have. Definitely. Thank you very Definitely. much. Definitely. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Okay, go ahead. You're on Cassius on the air. Can we help you? Yes, thank you for taking my call. I have a question regarding bluebirds. How do you check bluebirds properly? Okay, now I want to tell you, I, I saw Rabbi Goldstein this morning, and he told me blueberries right now is terrible. And there's a lot of maggots inside. So I, I'm not going to recommend doing anything. There are other agencies... So let me ask you a question. Wait, let me finish. The agencies all deal with the blueberry issue. Some people are very leaning about it. Some are very careful about it. They, always, they all admit that the wild blueberries are terrible. You know, Rabbi, I, was, I walked into Rabbi Goldstein's. I don't know if he likes me to talk about this, but I walked into his house, and he was there. Literally, I'm not joking. This is what I saw. He was there with cameras taking pictures of maggots in blueberries. There was, a, uh, you know, he had all, there was a lot of things set up over there. <laughs> we actually were showing the maggots in the, store, in the, in the blueberries. Unfortunately, it's, it's a problem. There's not... One kind of bug on, on blueberries is three. There's a scale, there's a mite, and scale you could see in the naked eye by picking up a blueberry. If you see like a, like a brownish thing or whatever it is, that's the scale. And you, you, the scale, the, the, um, the whatchamacallit, the, uh, the mites, you know, very often the crown on the top, and the maggots inside. So even if you cleaned it and washed it and do everything and visually examined from the outside, you don't have any guarantee. And right now, he told me, usually we have problems, I think, later on in the season, he said. But right now, we're having problems with everything coming in. Now, you understand, we'll change. Blueberries will come from Canada. Then it'll come from someplace else. So they it's a fluid situation. Well, the they come from Chile. Right. It's a fluid situation. So my, my question to the Rav is, how do we, so to say, beat the problem? In other words, if you have a kid that eats only blueberries, what's teaching? What what do you do? Oh, that's a that's not such a big problem. That's not such a big problem. But, we, but how do you check uh, for the okay. bugs? This is my question. I I'm not the bug expert, but what I, but I will tell you like this: there's three problems, right? The outside and the inside. So the outside part. Uh, can be checked. Uh, 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 you can soak it and, and get off the outside stuff. 
visually inspect for, for scales does, doesn't take more than about five seconds to be able to see whether the whole, whole pint, whether there's any scales there. And take the ones out that okay. have scales. And as far as the inside, the maggot thing, so then, uh, you know, uh, it, under certain circumstances, we could blend it. But, uh, but, uh, but if, we, if there are a lot of maggots, then that's not mutter. So I can't mm-hmm. answer you now. I'm not a bug expert. You could take this. to If you call me on the phone, I'll put you in contact with somebody who could help you. You can call us at okay. 337-183-366-8544. I'll put you in touch with somebody. Anybody thank wants to call, we have a, Thank you very much for calling. If anyone wants to call, well, you can reach us at 718-683-5858. We still have a few call more callers, but you can reach us, 718-683-5858. Nisa, can you set this up so I should see the... If, if anybody's uh, texting in. The text line is 347-927-8398. Again, the text line is 347-927-8398. So you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to know about frozen strawberries. What's the story with those? What? Kosher ones. The ones that have hashgacha, the procedure that we've been do- using is not to use them straight, but to put them through a blender. You could make uh, ices with that or use it in a, in a, in a smoothie. It's a very, very mm-hmm. good. It's very good. We do that all the time. But they should not be eaten any other form, whole. It, it, the, the information that I have been given. Now, I just received something today. I was trying to catch it. I didn't have a chance to look. The Star K came out with something today. I don't know what they said. Maybe I'll be able to mention in a future issue, a future show. But uh, if anybody did get that email from the Star K today, please call us up and tell us about that, what the contents of that email is. I did not read it, but I know we got an email from the Star K today about that. I'm sorry, I don't know any more about the strawberries. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a question about fresh strawberries. Yes, go ahead. I have a question about fresh strawberries. Is this procedure good or not? If you take every strawberry in your hand, you cut off the top without cutting into the inside, you run it under water with your hand, you wash, you put, you move around the water, you rinse off the entire strawberry, and you put your finger, you rub down the entire all around, just water, nothing else, and let it run under water, and then you look at it. If there's no dents, nothing else wrong with it, then you can eat it. You're giving, us a history. You're giving us a history lesson. Is that mutter or not? Well, I'm going to answer you. You're giving us a history lesson. This is definitely something that was, that was, uh, was popular, and I don't want to say that uh, there aren't people who are doing it. Uh, I mean, there, there are tons of different approaches. Our position is that at the present time, we don't use strawberries. They, unless you're getting from somebody who you, are, you feel is impeccable and has and is, and is been able to produce... No, I do it myself. Okay, but I, okay, let me read to you from the Star K, and then instead of us inventing, I'm going to read to the Star K. No, then I follow up on that from Shekhanarach. Excuse me? I will follow up from Shekhanarach. Follow up question to this. But, but, one second, but, but we can't, you want, do you want me to answer you or you want to? Yes, no, no, please, please. So I'm saying that the, the Star K has seven points that are required for strawberries. Pre-rinse all the strawberries in water. Prepare a basin of detergent solution using at least two tablespoons of detergent per gallon of water. 
Agitate the strawberries in the solution for 10 to 15 seconds. Let the strawberries soak for at least one minute in the solution. Rinse off each berry. It's advisable to remove the tops. Otherwise, pay careful attention to rinsing off the top area well. No further checking required. That's what they say. And the COR in Canada, which I mentioned a little earlier, has eight points. And I just want to read that to you. Although I, my own position is not to use the strawberries, but uh, well, let me read to you what it says in the, uh, in the one from Canada. Here it is. The mashkiach must, must be the one to perform this procedure. In other words, they don't let any regular balabas do this. They don't think that anybody else is capable of doing this without it being a trained mashkiach. Two, carefully remove green leaf without making a hole in the top. Okay, place in a clean plugged up sink with cold water while adding a sufficient amount of vegetable wash or similar soapy solution. Allow to soak for three to five minutes. While soaking, agitate in water. The surface of each strawberry should be rubbed with your fingers. Open the cold water tap and allow the water to create a strong flow into the sink for a jacuzzi effect. In other words, it's, it's not something that uh, a lot of times we have in our tap may not be strong enough. Carefully wash off the entire surface of each strawberry one by one under a heavy stream of water using your fingers to thoroughly massage the surface of the strawberry. Dry strawberries... Wipe their sur- wiping their surface. Those are eight different points. And then at the end, he says to do the whole thing over again. That's what the COR, the Chicago, the, sorry, the Council that's of Rabbis for, for Toronto use. advises. That's for but, commercial use, correct? That's for commercial use. What about somebody private in your so own it should, home? So it should only be worse. I mean, Why? these people, because, because these are the experts of the day, know what they're doing, have been trained, and and they uh, and they have to they want to produce it because they want to they they want to according to what you're saying I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you no, can't no, according do what you, to the, the shit that whatever is being yeah. quoted what did all you didn't do all the years from Martin Taylor till today until we invented all these things today we everybody ate trays everybody ate bugs continuously okay but this is this is the oldest question in the book I will it may be old but how how does how do you answer I, you know I, if you have I learned the other day that you're supposed to have a little eye and it's supposed to, it's supposed to, it's also only if it was outside, if it was only born inside and come out and there's other halachas. You know, these are all very valid points. Uh, Otherwise, yeah. you have to put everything under a light lamp and then shine it through with heavy, extra high power. Maybe there's something inside the, in the zach and, and it grew from inside, it was born inside and grew inside and never came out. So it, is that also? And then how far small do you have to go? Because something not narrow line is basically not also the way I learned in, in, in halacha. Maybe I'm wrong. W- would you like me to answer you? Please. Okay. The answer that I'm going to give you is what you said yourself. When you started the conversation, you gave me at least four or five or six things that should be done to the strawberry, and you asked me, is that good? Why should you do that? I would ask you, the, or I will throw it right back at you. Okay. What about, what about, so, that's fair. What do we do all the years? And you're telling me cut this off and wash that and examine it. Where, do, where is this? Why can't we eat like we used to eat? So the question is, the, question, the question isn't whether this method is, is nice. and whether We want to know. We have a problem with bugs. We can't eat bugs. You have to guarantee me that I'm not going to eat a bug. If you <coughs> tell me that what you worked at this, you, you did a research and you know all the methodologies and you produce a thing. Negative. What? Negative, I don't. But what kind of bugs are also? 
all near Elaine bugs. Right, and also that was lived outside, correct? Okay, okay. So now, if you're taking a strawberry and you're cutting over the top where it normally hides and you see it's clean, then you wash it out and you massage it all around, so you're guaranteeing basically there's nothing sticking onto the sides, and you're letting the water continuously run on it. So by now, you've right. done I, I basically... Recommend, I recommend... <laughs> Nothing's going to be sticking okay. onto the surface. I, everything I, I, is irregular. You've either cut it off, and if you see it's, it's irregular, then yeah. you're going to assume it's infested. You're going to throw okay. that I, have, I out. have a lot of people calling. I'm going to answer you, and you'll, you'll, you'll see. that You really should see a video. You should see the video that Rabbi Busso, Moshe Busso, put together. I think you call, if you look up on the internet, you do Tutim, T-U-T-I-M. Tutim, I believe that's how we spell it, T-U-T-I-M. And you might get the video there, or if you do one, I don't know if you're allowed to do, but uh, YouTube, if it's such a tzarech, if you hold, you can. So you go to YouTube, and you do Tutim, and you're going to get by Buso's video. He shows you how after he did everything you can imagine, he put them in the refrigerator, and bugs came out the next day. And I'm going to explain to you, they hide inside, cutting off the top. I saw it myself. I was with one of the Rabbanim, uh, and he showed us the, the, the little bugs running across the top. The little bugs running across the top are not necessarily the same ones, and there are other ones that live inside behind those, those little seeds. They're not seeds, actually, but they look like seeds. So the problem is that they're able to stay in, inside despite the water. And if you notice, the things that I read from the COR... And it's Nerulayan? Just one second, please. I'm definitely Nerulayan. And if you want to, I'll send you the video. But I don't have the... It's, it's hard to do. If you, if you contact me, 718-336-8544. What's your first name? Alexander. Alexander. If you'll send me, if you'll call me, I will send you the video. It's a very, very clear video. And you'll, and you'll see that they, that, that they survive... Anything you can imagine. And what I wanted to point out to you is that look at the the, the um, look at what the star K is saying. Look at what the COR is saying. They have seven or eight points, and then we're saying that the the, the that COR wants you to do it twice. That's a sixteen points. Why are they doing all that? Why can't you and just put it under the faucet? Also. Why can't we just put it under the faucet and let it run for two minutes? The answer is not just let it run. Inspect it and do due diligence. Will you massage it? You know something, cauliflower before World War II. Are you familiar? You think just people just washed it and ate it? No, people actually checked. Right. This is this is a and conversation. Very detailed check. They knew halachas then too. This is a conversation okay. for whole show. Okay. Call me up. Maybe we'll put you on the show to discuss it one time. But right now, I must take a few. More I don't calls. have smicha. Okay, doesn't matter. Okay, thank you very much for the call. I got to take a few more calls. Thank you. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Is that me? Yes, go ahead. Okay. How come there are yogurt companies, you know, Hollywood yogurt companies, that have blueberry yogurt and strawberry yogurt? Okay, we've discussed this in the past, and the answer is as follows. If you hold from the Kashmir's organization... That's working, you know. Let's say it's a it's a Hasidish rabbi or it's a, a Hasidish group or whatever you're going to call the Hamish organization. They're addressing this, and you you could if you if you rely on them for meat and from fit for cheese and for everything else under the sun, you can be sure they're doing something here too. And okay, they, they so can do it in a commercial setting better than we can do here ourselves. Okay, I used to 
give classes on food decorating. And uh, in Borough Park and Flatbush, I was not allowed to use any of these that we don't use. No broccoli, no That was before positive. Right. But in Williamsburg, I could use anything I wanted. Okay. But anyway, the, but this is what we have now. Thank you very much. Thank you okay. very much for the call. That's Lacha. It's Thank very you. informative. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Call to. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you. You're on the air. Kasha's on the air. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hi. My question was like this, because I heard you saying something about Meshagichim um, and doing something at home with a Chazaka or not a Chazaka. My husband is a Meshagich. I just can't reach him right now. And I check exactly how he checks at home. Right. I'm not going to say which Hazaka he works for, which, which agency, but is that a problem that I'm doing exactly how he's doing it? No, let, let's, At my let, own house? Let, let, let's go back one step. Uh, your husband, again, was trained. Let's say he was trained by the best people in the industry. He had to take a three-hour course. Okay. Well, for, I don't know anything about the three-hour course, but let's say he was trained properly. Okay? So, of course, okay. you can do the same thing. But if you, have, have you been trained? Did, did your husband check you? Does your husband, are, you are you familiar with, these, with the, how the bugs look? Or, or he just said, do X, Y, Z, and you just do it. So you have to... No, he told me. He showed me the pictures, and he, showed, and he also told me what Rabbi Belsky holds and other Rabbi uh, Rabbinim holds. Yeah. So I, I try to do... Just, I don't do what is exactly told to me, so I'll wash instead of one time. I'll wash three times instead because I want to make 100% sure. Good. I don't want to eat halal bugs. Very good. Now, let me ask you. Do you ever find bugs? Do I ever find bugs? Um... Hardly ever, but I will tell you, I will never eat in a restaurant any leafy greens. Okay, but the question we have, the question we have for you is this: see, the difference between what your husband did probably and what you're doing is you're, he he's telling you he's an ibizaga. He's telling you over what he heard, but if he was trained, I don't know three hours whatever, but if he was trained, he was shown how to find the bugs and he had to find them himself. And right. there's somebody who supervises him now who goes and checks on him even now. Even though he's working in the field, in the most of our, of our cautious world, they have uh, people who are on top, as I mentioned in the beginning, Rabbi Shrai was telling from the OU, there's a, somebody who walk, goes around the, this VAD or this cautious agency, there's somebody who goes around and checks up on them. I see we have no more time. Thank you for the call. We'll have to continue another week. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I hope uh, if you have any more questions, call us at 718-336-8544 and leave a message and we'll try to get back to you. Thank you.